Hey everybody, this is Mike Van Meter and welcome to the Mike Van Meter Show and this is your one-stop shop for everything having to do with conservatism, patriotism, the Constitution, and frankly, just the way that you ought to live your life. And today I wanted to share with you an interview that I did on O'Connor and Company here uh, after I was at, attended CPAC in Washington, D.C. and it was a great experience, and I was very honored to be asked by Larry O'Connor to be on his show and do an interview with uh, he and Julie Gunlock, and you're going to hear the interview that I did with them on uh, March 6th. It was Monday, March 6th, very early in the morning, and it was a, a really good interview, and I appreciated them taking the time for me to be on their show. And what had happened was, those of you that have never been to CPAC, is I was going up and down Media Row, and I was already scheduled to be on the Vince Colonnais show, and I've uh, already put that uh, interview on the podcast. You can hear that if you'd like to listen to it. But I was going around, and I met with uh, Larry O'Connor, and I told him that I was running for the Virginia State Senate here in the 33rd District, and told him that I'd like to be on his show. And when he figured out that I was here locally, he said, well, why don't we just do it instead of doing it right here at CPAC with all the noise and all the people in the background, why don't you just come on to the show? And I called in and on March 6th and, and did the interview. And it was really interesting because I had a chance to meet with him back in the, the green room. And I just want to share with you a story about how I got to meet Larry O'Connor back in the green room. And it was, uh, you know, just as things happen at these events, I was doing another show, uh, another interview with a Hawaiian television station or I should say YouTuber, and, you know, I had this, my friend Chris Coles, and many of you know that I've been on his show, and uh, he's been interviewed on my show as well, and I hadn't seen Chris in a couple of years, and I was on Media Road doing this interview, and Chris Coles comes up to me, and while I'm doing the interview, and he just starts distracting me to the point where I couldn't continue with the interview, and uh, and then he just said, "Hey, look, I've got to go," and he's joking around with me. You know, we've we've become good friends, and so uh, he runs off, and I continue the interview. Well, later on in the day, I text him and said, "Hey, listen, I need to see you before CPAC is over with," and he said, "Well." I, I would, but I'm very busy. I'm up here in the green room with Sebastian Gorka. You know, if I don't see you, I'll catch you next time. And I said, well, you know, and I was joking around with him. And I said, well, if you're any good friend, you'd invite me back into the green room with you and Sebastian Gorka. And he says, well, meet me at a certain point. We went and we met at that point, And lo and behold, there's Sebastian Gorka. And uh, Sebastian Gorka says, come with me in that booming voice that he has. And we end up back in the green room. And uh, there I am back in the green room. And I got to meet with Mark Levin, Larry O'Connor again, uh, some of the local folks here in the Republican Party in Northern Virginia. And uh, just a lot, just kind of a, a who's who of everybody in talk radio and and the, the movers and shakers in the Republican Party, and it was a great experience. And and again, got to talk to Larry O'Connor about his daughter, who's at the Naval Academy, because you know he wanted to talk to me about my experiences in the Navy. And I got to meet one of my big heroes, which is Mark Levin, and that what an experience to meet the great one. But uh, we uh, agreed to meet on again on Monday. Uh, March 6th, did the interview, and really had a good time. They asked me about the campaign, what I thought my chances were, and the big issues that I'm running on. And folks, you know, it, it was just such an honor, great experience. If you've never been to CPAC, I recommend that you do that, because you never know who you're going to meet there. And this is an example of that. So here is the interview that I did on the great blowtorch that is WMAL 
uh, right here in 105.9 in Washington, D.C. So here it is. All right. Coming up, it's election year in Virginia. Got to flip that Senate to Republican Mike Van Meter in Fairfax. He's uh, one of the guys to do it. He joins us next. WMALFM Woodbridge, Washington, a cumulus media station. Making sense of the news. News Talk 105.9. News. Now. On News Talk 105.9 WMAL. O'Connor and Company. It's 6.36 on this Monday morning in the nation's capital. We've got more on CPAC than President Trump's speech last uh, Saturday. And we also have more on Chris Rock's Netflix comedy special. And uh, we'll probably take some cheap shots at George Conway as well. Julie Gunlock is with us today. And coming up at 7.05, Joe DeGeneva will be our guest at 8.05, Cully Stimson from Heritage. And then at 8.35, John Solomon. From Just the News and Julie, right now, we are joined by uh, one of the men who would like to make a difference in the Virginia State House. Is coming down to this year's election, the off-year election that will determine the future for Glenn Youngkin's administration. Will he have to continue with this divided state government with the Senate controlled barely by Democrats, or will he actually be able to get much more of his legislation done, the things that the people of Virginia wanted him to get done, because right now so much of it is being blocked by Democrats in the Senate? Well, it may come down to the 33rd District. Mike Van Meter is running. He's a former naval officer. He's a former cop. And then he was an FBI agent for over 20 years. That's a pretty good resume, and he joins us now. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good to see you at CPAC. Yeah, hi, Larry and, and Julie, and, and it really was. It was CPAC, what a fantastic uh, event that was. Yeah. It was, but thanks for having me on. Well, and you came up and you said, and you wanted to uh, do a hit with us at Radio Row there, and I said, dude, you're local. We're we're, we're going to be focusing on this race quite a bit. We'll have you on. Uh, let's not waste time here at CPAC on it. Let's let's get you on so we can really spend <laughs> no distractions. All right, so you're running for the 33rd. This is Prince William County and part of Fairfax, Woodbridge, yeah. Occoquan, Lake Ridge. This used to be one of those bubble, sort of purpley kind of districts. How do you measure this district now, and what will you do for the people who live there? Right, and, and for those that don't know, that the uh, the Supreme Court in Virginia did redistrict this, and so it's going to look a bit, a bit different than last time. And so technically, there's no – well, not technically. There is no incumbent in this particular seat, although there are two Democrats that have announced. Um, it's going to be uh, – it's, it, it's actually a very blue uh, area right now. But i got to tell you, Larry – as I go around and I talk to the, the voters, uh, people are very fed up with the, with the crime rate. Um, as you mentioned, it, uh, part of it is Fairfax County. There was just an announcement yesterday that uh, Fairfax County is down by a couple hundred officers. And this has driven up the crime rate in every measurable statistic. And people, even my Democrat friends, are very, very fed up with that. And that's going to be a big issue um, in this particular election. And, you know, you, you read my resume there, and I thank you for sharing that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm equipped. I'm equipped to, to deal with this particular issue. And um, it, it, it something needs to be done about it because we cannot. It, it's a problem nationwide, but it's particularly a problem here in northern Virginia, which yeah. runs right up against uh, Washington, D.C. So it's going to be an important seat. And it'll be a big message to send across the river if we take this seat back. And we do need to take the seat back because, as the governor mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Senate is a priority of his. 
Um, you know, I have a question about your, sure. you have kind of an interesting position on police work. You right. are, in, you support the idea of integrating social workers into crime response. You actually um, have said that you think that they should be deployed with police um, to respond to some of these uh, these issues. Tell, tell me about that, because I think that that can be misconstrued. I think some people think that's a sign of being sort of soft on crime or maybe not fully supportive of the police. So tell tell me, I'm sure this is more nuanced. Tell me a little bit about your yeah. proposal. <clears throat> Yeah, actually, um, it, it's not exactly what, what, I, what I've said. Because uh, one thing that was not included in that resume is uh, after I retired uh, from the FBI, I went back to school and I got another degree in, uh, in counseling. So I actually work as a drug and alcohol counselor now. And uh, when I was at the end of my FBI career, I taught at the FBI Academy, and I, specifically the FBI National Academy, which is teaching police executives. And I developed a course called Leading At-Risk Employees, which talked about addictions for um, uh, what you should do for your employees in, in police agencies when it comes to addiction, PTSD, family suicide. And uh, I actually said quite the opposite um, from what you, you just mentioned. I thought that deploying social workers was a really bad idea unless you wanted to hurt social workers. That's a really, really bad idea to do. However, based on the training that I've had and the teaching that I've done over the years, that much of the, the con- many of the concepts that I've been trained as a counselor, those concepts could be trained, uh, uh, be given to police officers, and really beef up the training that each police officer has in order to deal with mental health issues and addiction issues. Because when I was a police, I was a police officer in Washington D.C. back in the mid '90s, and nearly, I would say, about eighty percent of the uh, people I dealt with on the street had serious mental health issues, and we were completely unequipped to, to deal with them as police officers, nor was that really our job. However, much of that training can be given to police officers to, to help them get people the services and the help that they need. And and by the way, that's another issue that is, is huge in, in my platform, and that is readdressing the mental health and, and addiction services in Virginia because it, it's completely inadequate, and not only are we, we understaffed with police officers in the state, but mental health and addiction workers as well. And I, wanna, I have proposals uh, to really encourage people to, to get into that field and, and really work on dealing with this issue that has just taken off. And the opiate issue, you know, I work in a detox center right now, and as bad as people think that the opiate crisis is, and it's bad, it's much worse than they, they realize. And, I, and I'm in a frontline seat to that every yeah. single day. I'm watching our young people die from well, uh, uh, fentanyl addiction. Yeah, I certainly think that's important. And I'm glad you were able to straighten that out because um, I'm, mm. I'm actually reading from an article that says that you did support social workers responding in tandem with law enforcement. So um, I, I, I totally agree with you on expanding training. And I think that's a, a great way to deal with some of the crimes that are associated with uh, drug and alcohol. So that's that's a great plan. Um, okay. also, by the way, I'll have to see that because that's yeah. No, I, I believe in the training for the police officers. I don't think social workers with going with police officers is a good. Is a good well, there idea you go. Fake fake news is already fake coming news. after you here, Mike Van Meter. So we'll make sure that we send this your way, and we're going to have you back on. My understanding is you're not being primaried here for the 33rd district as of now. So that's we'll correct. have you back, and we'll march forward because listen, the the people of the 33rd. This is, I think, now the third. Senate seat in Prince William County, and this is a growing part of the community, huge part of our listenership, and they are not properly represented now. So we'll make sure we have you back so they can hear who you are. Mike Van Meter, thanks for jumping in there, and thanks for uh, 
you know, setting aside your career and saying, you know, the people of Virginia need something more here. That's what we need. That's how we win the state and take back the country. Thanks, Mike. Great. Thank you, guys. You bet. we got to leave it there. By the way, uh, the website, if you want to support or learn more, is vanmeterforvirginia.com, vanmeterforvirginia.com. So that was my interview on O'Connor and Company in Washington, D.C. on the 6th of March of 2023. And this is fantastic because uh, I'm leading up here in my campaign in Northern Virginia for the 33rd District and the Virginia State Senate. It's going to be a tough race, a tough opponents, very blue area that I live in. And I, as you can hear in my voice, the passion, I believe that we can win this. I think that we should win this because the, the two people that I'm facing right now are just horrible for Virginia. And folks, we've got to get the, the Senate back. As I mentioned, you know, the, the, the governor wants two seats in the Senate. We can get the two seats and that's exactly what we plan on doing. And so if you'd like to follow my campaign, check it out at Van Meter for Virginia. And that's spelled out F-O-R, Van Meter for Virginia. And again, I'm running for the Virginia State Senate, 33rd District. The election is going to be November 7th of this year, November 7th, 7th of 2023. Please, if you're in Northern Virginia, particularly in my district, get out and vote for me. And we need all of the, the funds that we can get get because my opponents have a ton of money to run against me and please make a donation on our website if you can and so with that folks it's been great uh talking with you and i know that you've got a lot out of this podcast today and you know if nothing else just follow our campaign and also follow us on instagram twitter and on facebook and so guys with that you take care of yourselves and we will be talking again soon god bless